hey, everybody, we're going to do Predator 2. <laughs> that was the greatest Danny Glover impersonation I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, watch our Geek Fans Campus. <laughs> I'll be there Paxson. You go. Yeah. That's it right there. Paxson being all like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, um, Predator 2. Notes for Predator 2. Notes. I got notes. Yeah. So, um, admittedly, I don't like this one as much as I like the first one. Uh, but you'll see why. I mean, there are some things that I like, and, and I'm not. This isn't like me shitting on the whole movie. It's just things here and there. And unfortunately, I have no minuses for the first one. So when you have minuses for the second one, it's like you have no choice but to be like, well, you know, because it's not as good, right? Uh, so Predator 2 came out in 1990. Yep. Okay. Budget was 35 million. This one only made 57.1 million. So that's not good. Now, I, I questioned the increase in the uh budget because the other one was made for dirt cheap but i realized okay well now we're shooting in la so there's more people um plus you got more stars in this than you do in the other one there's so many reasons the budget got increased i mean the, even the predator is in this way more than the first movie that was one uh and of course the special effects while are more in this movie than they are in the second one. I don't feel like they're any better. I actually kind of feel like like the the shimmer effect. I feel is a little bit worse in this movie than in the uh, first I one. Don't, I don't. I don't think it's worse. I think it's just um, the jungle was able to hide it, hide stuff better. Okay, that actually. Whereas that now he's kind of in the wide open with like a like a sky blank background behind him. So. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Okay. That that makes sense. Um, but I'm surprised it didn't at least double its budget, though. It's well, I mean, but, I mean, I guess Schwarzenegger was a huge moneymaker in the '80s. That's true, though. You had Schwarzenegger, Glover, you also had Carl so Weathers as well. That's the other yeah. part too. Is you had Carl Weathers. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I, the only other thing is that they're one guy short of a fucking lethal weapon reunion in this movie, which I was very surprised by. Yeah, but like yeah, so Donnie Danny Glover isn't exactly, you know, he's not Schwarzenegger, um, no. and that's the other part. I, I another thing I had with this movie where I was like, eh. but anyway, so it was directed by Stephen Hopkins, who directed. No, you ain't got it. Nightmare on Elm Street Five: The Dream Child. <laughs> yes, yes, I did read that. They they were yeah, so he, he directed a bunch of other movies, but uh, that was one that stuck out. Of course, Predator Two, The Ghost in the Darkness, Ghost of Darkness, which is a really good movie. Which is easily my favorite really movie. Really good movie. Ah, uh, Lost in Space for me, pal. Mm. You watched liked, that lately? Have you watched it lately? I also haven't watched The Ghost of the Darkness lately either, though. So Okay, well, let me tell you. Lost in Space isn't as awesome, though Lacey Chambert is still fucking hot in it. <laughs> I, uh, I think I think Lost in Space is on those list of movies where I'm like, maybe don't rewatch it <laughs> because yeah. you might you might actually 
Because I remember really liking the movie. I, we saw I, I remember loving it. I remember thinking Matt LeBlanc is actually a pretty awesome action star. <laughs> I remember thinking the same thing. I remember being stunned that his uh, action movie career didn't take off after this. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, this is so good. But I do know, like, because I've looked at it since, uh, on, like, on Wikipedia and I'm IDMB or whatever. It is like critics just shit all over this movie. Oh yeah, that's one thing that I'm kind of glad. Like back in the day where we didn't have instant access to reviews, so I didn't know until many years later that critics hated this fucking movie. Unless you were subscribing to a bunch of newspapers, you had no idea what the reviews were. <laughs> but even then, you'd have to like at the level that you can get it now, you'd have to subscribe to like every newspaper anywhere to be able to have the level of reviews that you can yeah. have in the palm of your hand. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll go through the cast real quick. You got Danny Glover as Lieutenant Mike Harrigan. Just really just a combination of Riggs and Murtaugh. Just so, because <laughs> he plays the old weathered cop, yeah. but he's also the rogue, do his, play it by his own rules type of thing. I was like, man, I can't get over this, but that was cool. Uh, of course, you got Gary Busey as Peter Keyes, yep. a expert on Predator, or Predators, mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah, because this actually Danny, takes place in 97. And I'll get to that, too, because that's another thing that I was like, ah. Uh, weird, right? Danny Arculetta is Ruben Blades. Ru- uh, Ruben Blades is Danny Akiela. Oh, the, it's the other way around. Other way around. Ruben Blades oh. is his real name. <laughs> it's probably IDMB. his acting name. I doubt his last name's really. Steered you wrong. Because here's the thing like, normally I go to uh, Wikipedia, but for this stuff here today, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm doing IDMB like, or IMDb. IMDb, that's what it is. Yep. So I, I went like facts. Yeah. And they actually had Ruben Blades. Uh, as well, his like character name. So I don't know, okay. man, because I also went to IMDB and I wrote it down the right way. <laughs> Maybe I read it wrong. It's entirely possible. Maria Conchita Alonso as Leona Cantrell. Yep. Bill Paxton as Jerry Lambert. Yep. Or Lambert. <laughs> uh, Robert Davy, and I never knew his last name was Davy, but I hate this guy in every movie I've ever seen of him, even though I like him. Like I, I. I do go, oh, hey, he's in this movie. He's always a dick. And everyone yeah. is talking always about a every piece. single one. I remember the first time I seen him, and it was uh, uh, Goonies, and hated him ever since. Yeah. Fuck that guy. That's why when I watched Die Hard, I knew that he was a bad guy. I knew there was something up with this guy because, yeah. because he was a dick in Goonies. This guy's never and good. finally, the there's more people to this cast, but I didn't mention them all. Like, there's the uh, the Royd Freak captain. I didn't mention him either. Yeah. But, of course, Kevin Peter Hall, again, as a different Predator, but still a Predator. Still a Predator. <clears throat> yeah. The only other one I wrote down was uh, Adam Baldwin as Garber, who is, like, the, the right-hand guy to Gary Busey. And I wrote yeah. that down um, because I'm going to bring him up later again, but also because I love Firefly, and he's from Firefly and Serenity. And I actually, uh, when I seen him, I was like, oh, fuck. And I recognized him, but I couldn't place him. So when you just said Firefly now, I was like, oh, right. Because I recognize him with the goatee. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little bit older. A little yeah. bit older. But with the goatee, and I was like, oh. But yeah, you're right. So Firefly, yeah. So um, is he also a Baldwin brother? No, he's not actually related to them. I didn't think so, because he didn't look like 
like literally like one yeah. of the Baltimore clones. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I did want to mention this because I did say this is like a mini uh, <clears throat> uh, lethal weapon uh, reunion. Yep. And the reason for that is because uh, was it Mike Donner who plays the captain in all of the original ones has a bit part as a cop in this movie. Does he? Yep. Oh, I missed that. He does. It's uh, and, and, and I, I laughed because he's helping out uh, Harrigan. I may trip up and call him Murtaugh. Just know that I mean Harrigan. <laughs> um, it's in the initial scene where, like, it's that uncharacteristic heat wave, which I thought was a weird thing to add into this movie, but an uncharacteristic heat wave. Yeah. So everyone is just sweating their nuts off. Roast, it's that huge dude. shootout in the beginning with yeah. the, the cops and the, the Haitians, right? At one point, they're all just kind of shooting and trying to figure out how to save this cop. Then Harrigan shows up. And one of the first cops that's giving him the rundown of the scene is, in fact, Mike uh, uh, Donner. Brother of Richard, of Richard Donner. Richard Donner. Yeah, the director fan. of the and, and the Goonies. I also the mentioned Goonies. the Goonies. So a little bit of tying up there. And but Superman. I actually, yes, of course. The man, uh, the yeah. motion picture. Yes, the motion picture. Yeah. But uh, but I actually, when I seen him, I was like, no, because they don't blatantly show him. They don't make it seem like. Who, guess who am I? Like, remember uh, you ever watch Maverick? Yep. That Mel Gibson. Okay, so then yep. you have that scene with Danny Glover. And it's blatantly Danny Glover. They're not hiding it at all. And they both do that thing like, oh, do I know you? That thing. They don't do that. He just plays a straight cop that's just like, here's the situation, blah, blah, blah. But I'm looking at it. Looked it up. Sure shit, it's him. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so I thought that was really cool. And that's why I was saying, like, it's a missed opportunity that uh, Mel Gibson didn't show up for, like, just a quick little. Just a flash. It didn't even have to be Riggs, but it would have been kind of cool if Riggs was just kind of passing through and saw the shooter was like, nope. <laughs> or Mel something. Gibson, something Mel Gibson's effect. head could have been on the Predator's wall of trophies. <laughs> uh, or, or they could have had like a picture of Lethal Weapon 14. <laughs> they could have. Like playing. But, uh, playing yeah. I digress. I do think it was a missed opportunity, but it's not like it took away from the movie. Uh, first and foremost, because we mentioned this, Having it set in 97, I remember the first time I watched it and I was like, it's weird. It's weird that they set it 10 years in the, uh, from the original. Yeah. And like, it's, it's only set, it, it was filmed in 1990, but they set it in 97. And I remember thinking like, I don't, I don't understand why, like, why would they do this? It just seems weird. Right now, granted, they don't do too much to make this seem like it's a super futuristic movie. Like, cars are just made differently the guns are just made differently um they don't know how to have working ac in the future which i thought was weird nope like everyone is literally just sweat stains all over and i was like it's a weird choice but okay fine i'll let that go the 97 setting i was like okay fine i'll let that go because it's not like it's it's a, a dominant thing but it's just another one of those where i'm like it just seems kind of weird that they would do that yeah. Uh, although I will say, the first movie was like an expose and testosterone and swimming in pussy. Yeah. This one isn't actually that far off either. It's not like this one is suddenly 
no, we're not going to have no to, this is still pretty dripping in testosterone. It's just a different form. Like, I mean, well, like I said, Harrigan being Riggs and Murtaugh together, that's actually pretty manly. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, pretty manly. But yet, at the you same know, time, he looks like an everyday man. Yes, he does. He definitely which, looks like it. Which I, I find I found refreshing for the sequel. If they would have had another jacked up dude like Schwarzenegger, I would be like, ah, it's kind of yeah, cool no. if it went everyday man. The um, I'll get to the my issues with that when we're closer to the ending. But I agree, it's refreshing, especially like yeah. even when the first time I watched this, I remember thinking like, first I, I didn't even really know they made a sequel because it wasn't. Uh, because, well, I mean, like, I think I knew, but I never checked it out because it was in the theaters and I was still too young to go to a movie like that, right? Yeah. Because I saw uh, Predator on VHS. That was the first time I watched my, it. My dad had both of them in his VHS collection. And I vividly always remember that Predator 2 cover that was, like, purple with L.A. and everything. And it says, yep. back in town with a few days to kill. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, yes, that is an awesome. <laughs> that is, that is awesome. I actually think the first time I watched it was with you. You'd already seen it, obviously, but I think you, you were, I think it was with you, but I can't remember exactly. But I remember just being like, okay. Plus, I, I like Danny Glover, you know? So it's it's not like, oh, fuck. What? I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but why him? I was like, okay, well, that's great. And yeah. uh, and, and like I said, he wasn't doing his, uh, his Murtosh stick. So it wasn't like, oh. Couldn't you do yeah. another role? Like you could do other things, you know. Like you were good in in shooter. Come on, man. <clears throat> he was a prick in shooter. Yeah. But anyway, so um, so yeah, so I, I really enjoy that aspect, and everybody in this movie does a great job. Like there's no weak links in this movie. I do feel though that they, I feel like they added too much to this to make it seem like it had more substance. When in fact it didn't need to have that much, you know. Mm. Like, well, like I said, so they said it '97. They didn't really need to, but okay, they did. Yeah, uh, they did a heat wave. They didn't really need to. Well, yeah, I don't understand did. the heat wave. It, was it so like Predator could see them better because they were warm, or? But it's in LA, so they're going to be warm regardless. It's going to be roasting. You know, my gut tells me that. They were trying to mimic the look and the feel of the first one because yeah. the opening shot of uh, this movie purposely shows palm trees as if it was in the jungle yeah. and then immediately soars into now you see it's LA the city. Yeah. So I was like, I immediately was like, okay, all right. They're trying to draw a parallel, which I was fine with, but I guess they also wanted everyone dripping sweat just like in the first one. I'm thinking... I still don't know how this would have played into the story, but when uh, when Jim and John Thomas wrote this screenplay, they wrote it to take place in New York City. Okay. Now, New York is a cooler city, so maybe they thought a heat wave would be better there. But even still, like even in the cold, even in the dead of winter... You're going to see body heat. You're going to see body heat. Yeah. So like, yeah, I just, don't really, I don't, yeah, I guess just to make everyone look sweaty like everyone in the first one. I, but that, and that's me just kind of spitballing. Like I don't really have an answer to that, and I'm just kind of thinking, is that the reason? I, I don't know. And yeah. I even actually looked at some of the production notes, and there's no real reason for it. There's no reason it was set in '97, and there was no reason that there was a heat wave. <clears throat> but also, you have 
uh, you know, this blood feud between the cops and the Haitians. Okay. You know, yeah. the criminals, that's fine. But then you have like the other story where like Harrigan is probably going to get fired for doing cop work. <clears throat> Although I thought it was interesting. His, his immediate supervisor was a truck in this movie. Yeah. He was jacked. I was like, Christ, like everybody is just <laughs> like the only part that I got, I was kind of cringed out about with the, the cop force was when they had uh, Leona be the badass Latino chick. Yep. And I forgot all about it. And then when I saw her, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. So she's going to be just as tough as the guys. And they're going to show her being just as tough as the guys. Like they do in, they did in most of those movies at that time where now she sexually assaults Jeffrey Lambert. And I was like, it was funny, but like I call it and I was like, you know what? Like today you wouldn't see that because it's sexual assault. Like he would literally be like, Hey, you're sexually assaulting me. Yeah. Please don't do that. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so it was, it's interesting watching these movies now. It is. It is. Uh, they're. They're. In that case, is there? It ages them. Mm-hmm. I still. I fucking enjoy. I, I enjoy how simple things were back then. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's just it, right? So. Um, yeah, because like now I feel like you to make a movie now it's almost impossible because yeah. there's going to be a committee of people saying, yeah, but if you do that, these people be offended. Yeah. Oh, okay. So why don't we do this? Okay, but if you do this, then those people will be offended yeah okay so what if we do this well then those people will be offended so what can we do make a disney movie okay great all right let's just make a disney movie yeah um give me a list of the things that i could do that won't be offensive (laughs) to anybody ever even 20 years from now i don't want to offend anybody 20 years from now (laughs) it's uh it is what it is um Let's see. Oh, you know what I realized? Like, actually, as I'm going through my notes, I I do have more dislikes than I do have likes. But they're like small little things, but they add up, right? Right, right. Um, uh, but I don't want to get too ahead. So you, you start talking about what you like. Uh, okay, so the Predator voice in this wasn't Optimus Prime. It was the guy that did the voice for Shrapnel from Transformers. Oh, okay. I guess they just had a thing going for uh, going for Transformer actors. That's kind of kind of neat, but it's also just one of those like Shrapnel. Who the shrapnel. fuck is Shrapnel? Yeah. I don't know who that is. <laughs> then again, I'm not a diehard Transformer fan, so yeah. No. I'm thinking anybody watching, let me know in the comments who Shrapnel is. Is it a Decepticon? I, I think I'm going with I'm going to say it. it doesn't sound like an Autobot name. No, it does definitely sound like a Decepticon. Yeah. And definitely not a Dinobot. I can say definitely that. Definitely not a Certainly. Dinobot. No. Nope. Not even close. <clears throat> uh, Peter Keys in this movie. Um, Gary Busey. That was originally written as Dutch. They wanted Dutch to come back 10 years later. I know. I know. And then there was like a contract dispute over money. No, so it wasn't. Like, it was actually Schwarzenegger going, no, it's fucking stupid that this is in the city and I don't like your script. Also, I'm never, it, also it I'm, money. I'm never working with Joel Silver again. 
Yeah. Oh. Who was the producer on, on the Predator movies? Yeah. Wow. So wait, well, hold on. He was the producer of the original Predator as well as Predator 2? Yeah. So so Schwarzenegger worked with him. with Joel Silver? He worked for Silver on Commando and then okay. Predator. And after Predator, he was like, never again. Wow. Because apparently when, when Silver fired Van Damme in the first, he like basically told Van Damme to go outside, put your head on the ground and let a truck run over it. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I haven't heard too many good things about Joel Silver, the person. So yeah, he's done a lot of amazing movies. I mean, he did the lethal weapons. He did the matrix. He's done a lot. Hold of on. What exactly does a producer do? They're basically the ones that put the whole show together. What do you mean puts the whole show together? So they, they come over, up with the storyboards. They, they overlooked the directors. I my understanding was that the producers were the ones that brought the money. They bring money. But they're they're like the ones. And then so then that gives them power to do whatever they want. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So some if you get a good producer, that's great. You get yeah. a shitty producer. Okay. Yeah. You so, get a guy saying you should put your head on the ground and hope a truck runs over you. Yeah. And then Schwarzenegger never worked with him again. Never again. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So oh, it was fuck. it was a little bit of a, a few different things. Okay. Here. So a couple of different things. Although I agree, uh, I'm not as big a fan of the uh, setting in the city. Um, and I, I don't really have a reason other than like. I don't know. I, I'm not sure exactly why. I just, I, I guess part of it is it. I feel like these movies work better when the stories are set in a vacuum where like only a handful of people, like realistically, Schwarzenegger, Dutch, and Anna are the only two that survive the island. Mm -hmm. So they're the only ones that could say whether, whatever it was that tried to kill them, right? Right. And I always feel like in those situations, they're probably going to say, look, it was, you know, the rebel gangs or insurgents or whatever, like, we're lucky to get out of it alive because they know if they say, well, it was the, I think it was an alien from another planet. Um, I killed it, but there's no indication of anything there. They're going to get locked up forever. Like, uh, like Sarah Connor, for instance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. told the truth and she was locked up forever. <clears throat> so I feel like when you, put movies like this in a much bigger setting like a city that's more people to sit there and say hey uh, yeah so i saw this weird fucking thing you know what i mean yeah um but i don't but that's just me though like that's kind of my own personal thing so even though i'm not the hugest fan of like aliens versus predator it was still like it was set in alaska so it wasn't like there was a shit ton of people it mm -hmm. was just enough to keep it interesting yeah. right and but there wasn't like all these other people that you're like, um, we all saw it. We all saw it. Like, how can you hide it type of thing? You yeah. know, yeah. but uh, maybe it's also just because this, you know, like I said, like, the two movies runtime are very similar, but this one felt longer to me. This. Yeah, no, this one does feel longer because there's so much more story to this. Like. There's so much more human story, but there's also so much like to the predator mythology that's introduced. 
I don't think it adds that much. I mean, even though I, I do like what they add, uh, but I do agree. Like, it's definitely more of a human story this time around. And it's, again, one of those where I'm like, uh, does it really need to have this much, though? Mm-hmm. Like, especially to the point where it started to look like while the Predator was definitely hunting down, uh, I do like that it looked like uh, it was a gang war. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were still kind of teasing that it was a gang war thing. And it wasn't until the midpoint of the movie <clears throat> that, you know, Harrigan is starting to go, wait, there's something else is going on here. Because it's not just like once it starts killing anybody, mm-hmm. then he starts going, well, now it doesn't seem like this is hitting just cops and Haitians. Now it's just whatever, you know? I, I, I really. Okay, so first off, I love this movie. I love the setting. I, I thought it was so cool that the Predator went after both gangs and then started to pick off Harrigan's team one by one, all while playing mind games with Harrigan because he knew Harrigan was the end game. That's the part that I didn't like, actually. No? I liked that, he, he, I liked that eventually it started to go, okay, well, the Haitians are not really a challenge because he's ripping through them, right? Yeah. And then once he gets to Harrigan's team and then ultimately uh, Peter Keyes' team, he starts like focusing more on them. And I was like, okay, that makes more sense because this thing wants a challenge. Ultimately, it's weird, but predators almost want to die in battle, right? Mm-hmm. Until they kill themselves. But other than that, though, like it's, it's almost like that's the highest honor is to go out on yeah. your own blade type of thing, right? Yeah. I did not like that it seemed like the Predator was now playing mind games with Harrigan. I really didn't like that at all. No. I actually was just like, that makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me that it had that concept. The hunting it down? Yeah, totally. But playing with his food? That seemed weird to me. I mean, well, okay, so on its ship at the end, they show you its trophy wall, right? Yeah. I I get the feeling watching that scene that this is a more seasoned predator than the one in the first movie. Well, so why do you think, think that that's all his kills though? I just, I, I don't He's know. He's not I the just, only one on the ship. No. But he was in that I, room. I, I'm not trying I, to shoot I this just, I kind of feel like that was his room. I don't know. Like, okay. That's his bedroom. <laughs> they don't really specify, right? So I don't it's, know. It's open for interpretation. So I'm not trying to imply. I, that I guess because I saw it, just... like he cleans off uh, King Willie's skull and he puts it on that trophy wall. So I kind of just felt like yeah, that, okay. that was maybe his yeah, okay. wall. It was awesome to see the alien skull on there, though. Yeah, which introduced the whole concept of Alien versus Predator. Yeah. Yeah, sadly led into two not-so-good movies. but Dark Horse Comics, like, the year after this, started making Alien vs. Predators in comic books. And I like how that was added to the mythos as well. That was, like, a rite of passage. It's funny how much of uh, Dark Horse Comics um, plays off in some of these movies. Like, the Subway Massacre in this. Was cool. That was cool. It's a great scene. But the Subway Massacre, um, after Predator 1 came out, Dark Horse Comics started making Predator comic books. And they did a Concrete Jungle comic. Oh, right. And that Subway scene is in the comic. And the filmmakers love that scene in the comic so much, they directly adapted it for this movie. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. It seems like I should be reading Concrete Jungle instead of watching Predator 2. (laughs) Oh, a little bit of 
little bit of this right there for you. Um, you're probably not going to like to hear this one, but go for it. While I love the fact that, like, specifically at the end where you had, like, what, like eight different predator on this ship? There must have been at least eight, yeah. Like, let's just say eight for now. They all looked distinctly different. I loved that. And I loved how that was the thing. They all looked different. I just didn't like the way this predator looked. Like, the main predator looked in this movie. It almost looked a little bit too cartoony for me. He was a lot more brighter in his appearance. Okay. In terms of the color choices and stuff like that. He almost looked a little bit more softer. Like, there was a... It wasn't... I felt... There's some angular angularity to the original Predator. Plus, he just looked grittier. And it might have just been because of the, the setting, right? So more earth tones for the jungle as opposed to maybe more grays and blues for the city. I don't know. It's hard to say. I know that in the first movie, Stan Winston didn't have a ton of time to throw that new costume together. And it ended up weighing 200 pounds the wear oh, gross. whereas in the That's second gross. movie they did a redesign and there was two different versions that were like half the weight so maybe it just looked so much bulkier and different in the original because it was a 200 pound suit i'm not saying that the one looked bulkier than the other what i'm saying is from a color standpoint and from like a uh, it like i said like the second one almost looked a little bit more cartoony yeah, the second one kind of has like uh, like a greeny bluish tinge to it, right? And the and the first one was browny orange, kind of. Right, and so the color scheme, I'm saying maybe they might have ch- yeah. chose it because it's the jungle, and they said, okay, but for the city, we'll do blues and greens and grays or whatever. What yeah. I'm getting at is it almost kind of looked like okay, so uh, Ninja Turtles. Yep. The original Ninja Turtles, uh, the suits looked awesome. It looked real because they were real, but they looked real. Like they looked like this could happen. Granted, 70 pounds weight on your back while you're doing ninja flips, not the greatest, okay? (laughs) The second one, they distinctly look different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they actually looked uh, cheaper, actually, is the word I'm looking for. They look cheaper. So they didn't look as realistic as they did in the first movie. That's how I feel with this. Still looks good. Still looked like Predator, right? Yeah, and, and added more mandibles, so we looked fucking scary, but it was a little distracting because it was kind of like I almost felt like, what are they trying to do? Slowly gear this towards kids so that more people watch this? No, I don't think so. I think it was just a matter of it making it look different because it's a different predator. I mean, which I'm they probably didn't want people like to a get poor confused. design choice for me. They probably didn't want people to get confused thinking it was the same predator back again or something. Which I get too, but like I said, like all eight of those designs on the ship, in my opinion, looked better than the one we got for the actual main guy. So basically, point I'm trying to make. All, all they did then was use the wrong design as the main one. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, but I don't like it, so it was it was distracting for me. Um, also, here's another thing you might might not want to hear this, but I mentioned the shimmer effect and how I didn't really like the shimmer effect. Mm-hmm. I like your argument about how it was probably easier to hide in the jungle than it yeah. was in the city. Okay, that's fine. What I didn't like was that you had the shimmer effect when he was invisible, but you still got to see his weapons. That I don't like. 
So you got I, to see I, I will agree several with that. sequences where it was floating, uh, like his bow staff was floating. Yeah. His weird uh, uh, hook thing was, and even like when he gutted the one guy, you saw his blades. But you didn't yeah. see anything else, and I was just like, oh, oh. I'm glad you I, agree with me on that one. I, I feel yeah. like I know that Stan Winston was so excited to create new weapons in this one that they probably just wanted to show them off, but. If it's on him, like on his back or on his side, it should be invisible with him until he throws it. When he throws it, I can see it going and then showing. Yeah, and that that totally makes perfect sense because, of course, it would be out of the range of the invisibility. Yeah, which I get completely. But if it's physically touching him, it w- it just makes makes no it does sense it, it, it yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense. And, and Plus, it didn't look good. It, it didn't look good. I, I do think it's a lot of it has to do with just the technology at the time. Like they were working with visual effects when movies really weren't ready for visual effects yet. At that time. Well, I, and I get that. Like, and that makes sense too. But like, I think it's also too, cause we're starting, we're talking early nineties. So now they're really starting to get into using CGI. So I think that's part and parcel with it too. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I think if this would have been released two years later after Cameron pushed the boundaries with Terminator 2. The CG in this probably would have looked a lot better. Yeah, I also think they will they would have got a bigger budget too. And I think they would have had a better idea of how to use it. I think yeah. that's part of it. So I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. Uh, I do like a couple of the additions to the mythos. They didn't do too much, but they did add some stuff to it. Like I love the part, like uh, the subway sequence. He's ripping through all of them. Yeah. They're all getting killed. Yeah. Then they get to uh, Leona, and you and I remember the first time I watched her, I was like, oh, he's not going to kill her. And then we find out he doesn't kill her, not because she's unarmed, because she had a gun. Yeah. She was pregnant. I was, was like, pregnant. that is awesome. That he was a mother, so, so awesome. he let her live. I was like, I, can't, I couldn't get over that. So I liked that nice touch. That was a great one. Uh, the, one the other one I'm going to leave once we get closer to the end of the, the movie. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we talked about the taunting, which I didn't like. Oh, we're uh, we're almost uh, coming up on my notes here. Are you? We're almost done with my notes. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, I, I will. So I will say that even though I feel like the story wasn't as good as the first one, the cast still does a great job. The cast. There's not I mean, one weak link in this movie. I think, you know, like the guys, the group of guys in the first had great chemistry together. But if you're going to look as an, at an actual cast, the sequels cast is way more like that's a good cast. It's a great cast. It's, an it's, it's probably another reason why it had a higher budget is because, like you said, that cast that they got for the sequel. Well, and that's like there's a lot more moving parts here. It's, you know, we're talking like a jungle versus a section of L.A. Yes. Right. Yeah. And. Now you actually will have uh, sound stages that you have to do because it's not just a jungle. It's not the jungle shot from this angle, so it looks like a different part of the jungle, right? Yeah, yeah. It's entirely different sequences. And also, um, like you have the that secret corporation, uh, what the hell? I can't, I forgot their name, but the one that Keys is working for, where they're um, hunting down. Yeah the predators and stuff like that. And they reference Dutch and they say, you know, like, uh, so he's the only one that survived and, and he killed it. But I was like, it seems weird that he would talk about it, but that's fine. And then 10 years later they show up, but they have all this gear to try and track it down based on 
some of the stuff that they learned from Dutch, but they seem to know a lot about these things. Yeah. Which I thought was weird. Well, because they don't really explain it, I guess is really my issue. I kind of got the the feeling that they've bumped into these more than just with Dutch in the past. They never said that though. And I wish if that was the case, they should have, they should have said, well, like Dutch was uh, the first recorded one that we knew of until we tracked one, say in the desert or, or some other remote area. Right. So we actually had our own experience. Now that I think about, no, they didn't really think that they, all they really knew was that it saw with heat vision because they need to block out their heat. Mm-hmm. They they knew that it had crazy technology that would be great to weaponize the U.S. with. So they That's wanted to, they wanted to capture it alive. I think I'm just trying to find more reasons to not like the movie. I think that's what I'm doing. I know you're pulling, one, honest, of I, you're pulling one of those right now. <laughs> I think that's I think that's what I'm doing. So, but then it was really cool because you got to see that the predator has more than one vision. He's just switching through until he sees the freaking lights and. That, yeah, that was cool. That I thought was awesome. So like, that was one of those things where like they, when they add to it. So then, cause then you would think, well, naturally if we're 10 years removed and they're already technologically advanced, yeah. right. He would like, yes, his primary vision is heat vision, but they would figure out, okay, so well that human on that Island fucked him up. He figured it out. Yeah. So we have to figure out a way to get around that. So, and I thought that was really cool. And he was when, uh, uh, Harrigan, it's like he sees the lights. <laughs> Turn off your lights. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He sees the lights, but that was cool. And plus, the visuals, like uh, with that stuff, I thought was really cool. I also like the sound effect, that slashing effect when they yeah. switch vision. Yeah. Oh, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. In fact, if I watch a Predator movie and they don't have that sound, I'm gonna be yeah. like, "That's not a Predator movie." It's almost like a whip, eh? Like. Yeah. Just. Whoosh, whoosh. Yeah. Um, but uh that part was really cool and then it leads into an interesting end battle sequence that while i like for the most part there are some elements that i'm just kind of like but i mean obviously they have to do things differently right Mm -hmm. i hate the fact that harrigan can freely take the mask off the predator no claps, no nothing, no buttons that he's got to press. He just literally goes, oh, ask off. Well, you I, unhook I didn't the, like you that. You unhooked the hose, the hoses. Why would he even think to do that? Connected to the mask, I guess? I don't, I don't know. I, I guess ultimately, I just don't like that he, he freely took the mask off. Yeah, okay. But the flip side being that, like, obviously now the predator has to kill him because he's humiliated. <laughs> It's it's a different ball game from the one from the first movie going like no 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 we're equals I'll fight you on your own terms to this yeah. one going like you fucking unmasked me oh fuck yeah so it's one of those where, like I I get like the the rationale behind it I get I just don't like that he did it like uh, I don't know yeah. maybe I'm just a bit of a purist in that regard but uh, but the uh, the sequence after that, though, where he's getting like he's literally chasing or getting chased by the predator to the roof of the building, and we've established early on that he hates heights. Yeah, I was like, ooh, and they shot it really well in that regard, where like you start to get sort of that panicky camera angles from him, and it's doing a really good job of, of showing it. Yeah, 
that way. Yeah, and the whole was great. The whole side of the building too, when they're on that ledge, and he's literally like the predator's holding onto him for yeah. for. And like, then and then I was like, doot, doot, doot. and then oh yeah, oh, I was like, oh shit! And then he cuts his arm off. Yeah, with his own weapon, and I was like, that's awesome. Um, the sequence in the ship is my favorite part in the whole movie, though. Yeah, that, it's a good final fight. It's a great final fight because um, they do a really job of actually making you think like Harrigan is probably going to die here. What yeah. a way to go. But then he does that classic like last minute like and guts him. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. But the ship itself looked really cool. Yeah, looked great. You know, um, the fact that like they purposely made it uh, shaped like a shell, I thought was really interesting because they got away from that like penis shaped imagery of ships from since forever (laughs) it's uh, it's like it's either penis shaped or shaped like a vagina like for some reason those are the two (laughs) designs occasionally you see boob shapes right yeah but it's mostly those three so then to see something completely out of the ordinary like a shell i was like oh that's really cool and it had almost like that biotech feel to it on the inside which i thought was really really cool i forgot to mention in the first one too i love that they have neon green blood yeah, I don't know why, but I think that just it's just visually amazing. It's so cool. Um, so like overall, this is still a good movie. It's not like it's a bad movie, even though I spent a good portion of it telling you the things I didn't like. <laughs> I will rewatch this movie. That's that's the other thing. It's uh, it's not in the same category as Predator, but I will definitely rewatch it because there's still a lot in the movie that I liked. And it is a worthy successor. Like it's not like a pointless sequel where they shouldn't. Where I felt like they shouldn't have done it. I'm glad that they did because they added to it. Because especially like at the end, where Harrigan, you know, kills the predator. Yep. Then all the other predators show up, take the the body. <laughs> but I love how and they they give him the trophy, like they give him the gun. But it's kind of like, oh, you're still here. Uh, there, there you go. You win. <laughs> and it's, <Get> out. <laughs> it's, I've exaggerated it, but not by much. Like it, it is kind of like, uh, okay, here you go. <laughs> Which I thought is kind of cool because now, because they're, they take trophies. So it would make sense that for two reasons, one, that's a fucking old gun. I think it was like 1805. That gun was actually made. 1715. Yeah. 1715. So it's like, so they've been doing this for a long time. And that one in particular, he got it come from back in that time period. So it's kind of neat that, you know, you've established a long standing tradition of aliens or these predators showing up on earth to kill humans, even though, is it really that hard? I just I like, but still like, it's awesome. I, so I love the mythology that they added to the predator, like the whole mythos of it all. Like they really added onto it in this movie. And it's great because it's the creators of the first. I also wrote this one. So it's, it's kind of, you know, yeah. no, I, and I didn't realize that. And I wish I would have did a little bit more research, even though I did quite a bit. If I do say so myself, you did quite a bit, you did, but, uh, but still like, it is cool that the, the same two guys did both movies, which I thought 
which is great. Yeah, because like really to me, like I, I watched the end of this movie and I feel like if this would have been as successful as the first, we would have got a Predator 3 back in the 90s. Yes. And and they had two different options. They could have had that Garber guy, that Adam Baldwin return mm-hmm. years later. He lived. He could be running a new team years later. Exactly. And then they could have also had, uh, they could have did the prequel route. They could have went Western because they showed 1715. And, and I was thinking like, fuck, a Predator in the 1700s, like Western style would be sick. Yeah. Or like, because like, it's it is kind of disappointing like and i was thinking that too like even after i finished the predator 2 i was like and i saw how much money they made versus how much the original made and i was like ah well no wonder we didn't get a third one yeah and we should have and you're right like a prequel like in the 1700s wet wild west would have been awesome could you imagine one set in like the mayan time period yeah like they kind of it's not mine, but it kind of went that route a little bit with the pyramid in Alien vs. Predator. Because the whole thing takes right, but what, an underground pyramid. Yeah, but when was that set, though? The, that's modern. That's modern time. But I think the pyramid itself was like from Mayan times. So that's where you would have to figure out. So I, like, I always look at it like Aliens versus Predator is its own storyline. There's no, even though they might reference any of the other movies, I would still say it it almost can't exist within the other timeline because you had one that was set in uh, 1989 or in 87, sorry. And that was very much set in 87, the movie itself. It was made in 87. It was set in 87. They were saying like, this is in the future. And then for some reason, they jumped in. Predator 2 says, no, we're in the future. Yeah, Yeah. we're in the future. We're seven years in the future. Uh, so then for this one to happen in modern times, and that's what I thought, because I, I, I watched Alien vs. Predator. Oh, I actually watched Requiem too. But the problem is, is that both of them are very similar. So it's, they kind of melded together. Well, uh, Requiem takes place literally right after the first. Yeah, but isn't Requiem with uh, the Big Show? Or is Big Show in, the, in Aliens vs. Predator? Is Big Show in one of them? Yeah. It's been a while since I watched them. Well, he's uh, he's called Paul White in real life, though. He's not called the Big Show. Yeah, obviously. Just, just saying. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what I was... You know what I was saying? About, credits. <laughs> you know what I got to tell you, though? The next time I talk about wrestling, if I actually hear somebody say, you know, it's fake, right? I might actually have to kill them. Because, <laughs> like, when I started, when I was working at Power Center, and one guy, one of the guys said that he was, uh, you watch that fake shit, too? I said, yeah. Yeah, I, I do watch that fake shit. I also watch movies. Uh, <laughs> those, are, those are fake. Those are also hey, you, uh, fake. You like uh, Young and the Restless, right? Hey, and the guy, he literally goes, yeah. I go, That's, uh, that shit's not real, either. That's fake. <laughs> um. I'm just saying, like, 90% of the stuff that we watch is fake, right? So, I don't know, maybe give wrestling a break. Yeah, but it's it doesn't matter. It's fake, okay? It doesn't matter. Who cares? Who the fuck cares? I don't have, uh, I don't have Paul White coming up for either one of them on IMDb. Oh, I could have swore he was in that one, either one of them. Hmm. Okay, well, then I was wrong. I don't know. 
But again, it's been so long. So maybe he does make a little cameo or something and it's just uncredited. I can't remember exactly, but he, he was a predator. I don't know how, for how long, but I'm almost certain he was a predator. Oh, here's another interesting thing about the, the another reason why I, uh, I look at the aliens versus predator as its own sort of separate entity is because while there's a level of honor to the predators, the predators aren't heroes by any means. No. And they're definitely depicted as heroes in those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like in the predators, you had two versions of predators. So you could actually have your good guy predators, which the original were. And then of yep. course you had like the souped up, I think they were actually called black predators. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were nuts. So, you know, you could have the good guy, bad guy type of situation here, but like in, in normal terms, they're just because he didn't kill the woman because she was pregnant doesn't mean it's okay that he gutted all these other guys and these most of these guys are cops so it's not like they're douchebags they're cops like they're heroes ah whatever he's a good guy i actually read that robert rodriguez wrote the script for predators in the 90s and then fox was like fox was like predator shelved right now sorry but then the avp movies were so successful they were like hey robert we're gonna do your movie <laughs> and it came out like 2010. Like they sat on that for over 12 years. <laughs> that's crazy, though. But in in all honesty, though, uh, if that's the movie that they would have done for Aliens or Predator Three, I don't think I would have liked it. Yeah, because it is definitely a different type of Predator movie. It is, and it can take place really at any time because they're just dropped off on the planet. Yeah, um, it's good. Like it's really good. Like, I actually really liked. A lot of that um but it would have been a weird weird way to follow the second one yeah because even like even if they use that to follow the first one it would be weird like now you're on the predator prison planet yeah. and they hunt you it's like wait what and even though like as i'm saying it the premise actually doesn't make sense <laughs> like, it seems like so much work why didn't when they just come hunt you there <laughs> yeah it does it, it, like they they captured all and they made sure they were all bad guys too so they captured all these bad guys yeah shipped them off to the planet so the predators can then hunt them again <laughs> essentially like, <laughs> so yeah you know maybe the so maybe revisiting stuff isn't so good sometimes <laughs> another reason why i'm not going to watch lost in space again <laughs> Yeah, keep it in the memory bank, man. It's yeah, a, just you know what? It's, I, it's I good like in the there. Movie. It's good in there. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, I still haven't checked out the TV show on Netflix, though. I heard it was good. I did not like it at all. Oh no! Oh, okay. No. Is it because there's no Gary Oldman? Yes. And Jonathan Hurt. Yeah, replaced with Parker Posey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah, they right. Ch- they changed his uh, sex for the TV show. That's right. And I, I remember being, I watched the first episode and I was kind of like, oh, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Even though I like Parker Posey and she could play a bad guy really good. I love Parker Posey and I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with in the show is that it's very, it, like it's good to be pro-woman, but it's not good to be pro-woman and like make men look like fucking retards the whole time. And that's kind of what the show does. Mm, okay, I see. 
So and it, and it, just, it, it just became, I was just like, oh, this is just another one of those woke shows. Like I watched like six episodes. I was like, I'm done. I hate that term, woke. I'm getting so sick and tired of hearing, oh, it's a woke show just because it shows a strong woman. Yeah. Although it sounds like uh, your, argue, your issue that you're having is the issue that I have with Last of Us 2 where they're shitting on the men to make the women look better. Is that kind of the idea? That's pretty much it. I got. I love instead strong of just women. Having, instead of just having like both men and women being just equally awesome. Exactly. Okay. You can have a woman that's strong without making the man look like a fucking pussy the entire time. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, look at Superman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Exactly. Those two stand shoulder to shoulder, and no one's sitting there going like, "Oh, I think she's on here because she's a woman." Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Cyborg is only here because he's black. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Though that I'm one surprised. might actually be true. <laughs> well, in the new Fifty Two, I think it was. As I, I don't want to, I don't want to play that card, but I think he was put on there because he was. Black. But when you think about it, the DC universe has very limited black heroes. Uh, they have Unless more they go than with John Stewart. They could do John Stewart Green Lantern. Like that would they be could do John Stewart. Be they much could, better. Yeah. I mean, I remember when they did that for Justice League and they had uh, John Stewart instead of Hal Jordan. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, like Cyborg mm. was always a Teen Titan, was he not? Yes. And then yes. all of a sudden he's pushed to Justice League status. And that was the part. That was the part that bugged me was because it was just like if it would have been a uh, a progression to that. Yeah. Because again, like like if they didn't do the new 52 and then just had him go from like, you know, co-leading the Titans, the Teen Titans, because that's what he was doing before the new 52. He was co-leading the Teen Titans. Um, or, or I think they might have relaunched Titans and he was like leading the Titans, but at one point he and Starfire, because they were the oldest, were co leading the Titans, and then that's where Tim Drake and Connor Kent and Bart Allen and Cassie Sandsmark all showed up for that from Young Justice to Titans. Because I read like a good chunk of that run, so it's like a yeah. really good run. <clears throat> if they went from that to saying, you know you should be in the Justice League. Then I'd be like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Instead of having this no experienced kid become the cyborg, just like in Justice League, it's the same idea. They did the exact same concept. So mother box whole thing, but he's in the Justice League. And it's like, uh, like even in the Justice League movie, we've got Batman who's got, let's say almost two decades of experience under his belt. We've got Wonder Woman who's an Amazon, so... She's been around a while. Yeah. That's it. Uh, and then you have uh, Aquaman. Again, I don't really have to say much. It's Aquaman. Yeah. And then you got Flash. <laughs> you got Cyborg. <laughs> Flash, okay, fine. Like, even though they were treating him more like a, a junior leaguer, but still. Mm -hmm. But those two, you're just like, out of the... Four of them, like even at the end with Superman, you're just like, like I get four of, or yeah, four of them. The other two, I'm just like, uh, yeah. But fast kid and robot, half robot. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but rather than having every geek pants camcast turn into a 
I wish Justice League was better. <laughs> we only do it every second episode. Come on. It's pretty close to every second episode. That's that's the funny part. It's <laughs> the hate. Like it's not even the hate. It's just that that longing for it to be better. It will get there. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. It will get there. Oh yeah. Yep. So Predator two. In the Predator two, in the Camcast can. Oh, the no. Camcast. Oh, that's, can. that's yeah. No, uh, I I took us down. I took us down. That's not good. That's not good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. This is part two of our Predator one two punch. You can see us on uh, well YouTube. You can definitely see us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter, on Facebook. You can. Hear us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and uh, oh, also check out uh, geekpantsmedia.com yep. for all the supplementary stuff that you would want from us. Yep. That you, you, missed, you missed one. You can get on any of this. I know I missed one, and I can't, one. can't tell you which one I missed. Instagram. Why did I miss Instagram? I don't know. You know, the worst part was is that I was, as I was saying, Twitter. I was thinking Instagram, and then I said Facebook, and then I was like, I said Instagram. <laughs> In my so mind. I, I mind-fucked I mind myself. <laughs> very good, very good. All right, everyone, let us know down below your thoughts on Predator and Predator 2, and if you would like to see us do Alien 3 and 4 next, no, not next, but in the series, or Predator 3 and 4. Yeah, because then eventually we're going to get Terminator three and four, or that we're going to do AVP. Uh, we got to do AVP, man. Why? Why do we have to? We got to do AVP. We opened up the gates with these movies, and unfortunately, that is down the stream. Well, actually, to be honest, because it's our campus, we can do whatever the fuck we want. So if Right. Say one of us or both of us doesn't want to do something, but mostly one of us, we probably shouldn't do that. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, then it wouldn't really be fair, right? And besides, we got to start getting our, our, our Halloween stuff coming up. We got so much in the in, in the works. So much. That's right. That's we right. got we got our we gotta do our TMNT run for the 30th anniversary. Which we should do soon because I really want to do that badly. Yep, we got badly. That I'm itching. I'm itching bad to do that one. Ooh, there's cream for that man. <laughs> no, nothing. Thanks everybody for checking us out. Right. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for liking. And if you haven't done any of those things, please do. And don't worry, we're not looking at Patreon just yet. But you never know what might happen. Because you might see an ad from Rage Shadow Legends soon enough. Who knows? We we just got demonetized. Don't, I didn't say anything about anything. Shit. Yeah. I could cut that out, but I'm going to leave it all. Might as well. Let's tempt fate. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. (laughs) See you later, everyone.